Hey, welcome to Story Guts. Um, my name is Molly Curran. Did you just light up? I'm lighting a candle. <laughs> oh, okay, right, all right. Uh, well, as long as it helps you focus. Um, and I'm Sorry. Alice Lai. <laughs> and I'm Molly very is just boring. really to rip. I'm very boring. I'm just lighting a candle uh, because if I'm going to be sitting up in my room, I may as well make it smell nice. Um. Uh, she's she's covering. She's actually just like just wreathed in vapor i can barely see her face right uh-huh. now uh-huh uh-huh i didn't really think that was gonna be as loud as it was <laughs> um anyway uh yeah this is story guts uh this is where we explore what the stories we tell tell about us awesome um this is actually our take two um because we had some technical difficulties yesterday a lot of different intersecting a lot of many difficulties but that's okay because i think it's going to be even better today Mm -hmm. yeah Um, you'll never hear the one yesterday unless you donate for a special listeners episode do not do it it was horrible yeah (laughs) no record of it exists i already deleted it so okay (laughs) it's dead um yeah so what we thought we would talk about since it's sort of spooky season halloween um but we've already kind of covered all the the major stuff like we've Mm -hmm. done haunted houses we've done vampires we've done horror we've done witches did we do witches Witches. we did zombies i don't know we've done it all werewolves we've done it all we've done it all so we thought we would uh go a little bit more elemental (laughs) (laughs) and talk about Um, elementals um, and talk about uh, the fae or fairies or however you want to say it. I don't really like using the fae. I don't know why. I feel like using the word, the term, the fae. Yeah. Do you feel like it? Do you feel like it's too pretentious? Like people who spelled magic with a, a C and K. No, I think it's just like I associate the word fae with the adjective fae more than I associate it with the idea of fairies, and so that's just mm-hmm. what I think about. Mm-hmm. Like and women think- who look fae. Or you... Mia Wachikowski. Sure, yeah. I okay. mean, I, I'm sure the terms are probably related or could be related, but but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I like I like fairies. I guess if you want to be like, but these are like the scary kind of fairy, then you spell it like F A E R I E instead of oh F A I R Y. Right. Okay. So you know, like you're dealing with like some real business. Right. You're not just. It's not just like Tinkerbell, although she's pretty scary actually, but. <laughs> Or the um, Tooth Fairy. Right. Um, I mean, who among us have not been kidnapped by fairies and had to fight to find a portal back to our world before it closed, trapping us forever in the fairy realm? Yeah. I think that happens to everyone as they reach adolescence, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, it's, <laughs> That's it's really pretty much what of... adolescence is, puberty. Right. Right. stuck passage. in a horrible, a horrible alternate world oh. and just fighting to get out. That I mean, high school... Hey, we'll be here all night, folks. Oh, boy. Uh, (laughs) Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, do you want to start and just sort of talk about your thought? I feel like my knowledge of this subject is kind of highly specific, Um, but do you you have any sort of general observations that I can jump in on? Okay, sure. I'll try for some general observations. I'm very curious what you mean by highly specific, but we can find out. so fairy, it's just sort of like the capricious realm that it's like borders ours. It's kind of like don't eat anything, don't drink anything while in the fairy realm because if you do, you'll be trapped or like you'll like age a thousand years when you return and turn into dust. Um, they fear cold iron and they just like kind of suck. Like they think they're really cool and fun and prankstery, but they just like are kind of dicks. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> classic classic like they're just like dick moves like um swapping a child like stealing a child and swapping it out for another one or i don't know taking all your goats taking all your goats or just trapping or or like trapping you as an eternal servant to the fairy queen who is very ungrateful yeah i mean so yeah i think here's sort of where i say like my idea is highly specific is because i think 
I my my understanding of fairies is very strongly shaped by Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell, uh-huh. um, for whatever reason, because I read that whole entire long ass book and watched the miniseries twice. Um, so I think like I when I think of fairies, which I think it's probably a pretty good sort of adaptation of the idea of fairies, but I think mm-hmm. of um, uh, sort of deals, down. people trying to make deals, uh-huh. um, and trying to sort of trick you into. Um, making a bad deal with them. I think that is also like really sort of like a Rumpelstiltskin esque. Uh... Yeah, I would say Rumpelstiltskin is like like the I would say like bad deals are kind of associated with them. Like you call it's kind of like I don't know like calling up a genie or a demon and like wishing for something, except like they'll always try to worm their way out of it. Like that's that's what you that's kind of what you're going to get when you mess with a fae, right? Uh, and then I also, my understanding is that they're, like, very sort of alluring <laughs> um, in some sort of, like, twilight vampire way, except, like, more inhuman. Um, is, does that sound like it fits with what you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that that sounds right. Um, glamour, glamours, like, bewitching, like, basically, I mean, it's like that... Um... The witch in The Lion, the Witch in a Wardrobe, which I haven't read, but didn't she, like, cast a spell on one of the kids to make, like, Turkish delight, like, enchanted Turkish delights that he would, like, trade his family away for? I don't think she really had to cast a spell on him. I think she just, he, wanted... she was just like, hey, do you want some Turkish delights? And she made them look really good. And he was like, yeah, my family's mean to me. I don't really remember if they're that mean to him. <laughs> it's fine. He was a little kid. It, it it all worked out. Okay, sure. I forgive you, Edmund. <laughs> you're, um, you're like, you're on Team Edmund. Team Edmund. He's just a little boy. All right. I uh, guess so. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think that so, fits kind of the image that we're, um, we're talking about where sort of there's this seductive offer of, you know, love or power or some kind of wish mm-hmm. that actually has like a, a very dark underside to it and that yeah. you know the the person who makes that deal um ultimately regrets right yeah it's it's like we're um like the monkey's paw thing like a, yeah. a cur- like base like and it's i think it's really interesting because these are all like the the punishment doesn't really fit the crime like it's kind of like oh i wish i had some more money and they're like aha your son was killed and now you got money from the insurance it's like man really like <laughs> really <laughs> okay that's that's monkey's paw more specifically okay yeah but but i think yeah i mean if we're thinking about like the 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 fairy type story again i don't i, I don't know like fairy like fairies because i'm thinking of like rumpelstiltskin who i don't know mm-hmm. if he counts as like a fairy or like the the witch in uh rapunzel but mm-hmm. like the sort of thing where yeah it's this is a punishment for um for some kind of demand or some sort of transgression and the punishment is just far far exceeds whatever that transgression was um mm-hmm. or whatever that request was so the you know the the girl in Rumpelstiltskin like she has to spin straw into gold because her dad sucks and said she could um and the 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 price that is asked for that is like a child that's a lot it is a lot and it's and it's like it's Rumpelstiltskin such a fascinating tale because it's like wait a minute like it's not even her fault. Like, her dad sucks. The king sucks. Right. She ends up marrying this dude? Like, why? He right. sucks. Like, he I was mean, going why? She her. doesn't really have any agency whatsoever in this entire story. Right, yeah. Um, um, I actually read a, a book, God, it's so long ago. I do not remember the title. I don't remember who it was by, but it was a series of different versions of the Rumpelstiltskin fairy tale. Oh, really? Like, an, one author, like, wrote a bunch of different kinds of versions where... Um, because they were basically saying like this fairy tale never made sense to me, so I just wrote a bunch of different versions of it that were like working through the ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, and the most memorable one was one where Rumpelstiltskin was actually like a hot young dude, and <laughs> um, and he was actually helping this girl out, and then she was like being forced to marry the king, 
and she like didn't want to and she like had his baby and so then Rumpelstiltskin was like oh I can take you away and so they said that he like kidnapped her and her Mm -hmm. child but actually he was taking her away to a much better life where he was sexy and she was happy okay that's really nice (laughs) that's straightforward I mean there there was like I think I want to say Daniel Ortberg linked a version of the Rumpelstiltskin tale where like it was kind of complicated, but it was ultimately, like, the the bride had the choice or the girl had the choice was, like, I'm living with this, like, abusive king. I have the option of giving my child to this, like, benign, like, fairy guy mm-hmm. um, to raise. But she, like, ultimately makes the decision to, like, betray that deal, I guess, just because she, like, would prefer, like, a known horrible person to, like, an unknown like, a, the unknown kindness of this unknown person who, like, helped her spin stuff into gold. Like, yeah. in, that, in that version, like, he didn't demand it. Like, she, like, offered it. She was just sort of like, I will... But then again, yeah. I mean, it's always, like, in these in these kind of tales, it's always kind of, like, it is disproportionate. That's not quite fair. And I think, like, that's what makes fairy tales kind of, like, scary, I suppose. Like, mm-hmm. when you're a Or kid, you might say unfairy tales oh there we go all right let's drop the drop the mic let's let's move to um our ads our sponsors Uh, (laughs) sorry okay that's what makes fairy tales scary as a child yes um and i was gonna go for some examples but now i've forgotten them thanks molly i'm sorry (laughs) i mean it's it's kind of like um thinking of the rich like the quote-unquote like original grim fairy tales or like cinderella or something where you read about like the evil stepsisters like cutting their feet off yeah I I don't know. I just don't know. Um the 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 grim fairy tales are sort of a whole other kettle of fish. Yes. Um and actually really I I don't know them well except mm-hmm. for like basically that. Um So it it does sort of like make me wonder do do those fairy tales even like touch on sort of the fairy aspect Mm -hmm. the fae aspect that we're sort of looking at i mean is the the fairy godmother i mean this concept of the fairy godmother does not seem very um spooky elemental (laughs) spirit uh Uh, but who knows who knows what is a fairy godmother um so let's let's as usual, let's uh, let's take our let's let's take a step back and let's let's go ask let's ask the question we've asked of a lot of the stuff here, which is like, um, what do you think this trope was trying? Like, what do you think this trope is grappling with? Is it just sort of like think like don't wish for anything, <laughs> or like you know always treat everyone nicely but not too nicely because they might be evil? Like, what's the? I mean, like, is here's there something? The uh huh. There is a consider okay, sorry. There is a considerable amount of like uh ethnographic and literary research that has been done into this sort of field. Mm-hmm. So I feel sort of bad just making blind stabs in the dark. However, I'm gonna make some blind stabs in the dark. I just wanted to preface with that because everything we talk about that's often the case, but like in this one there really is a huge, huge field of research. Um <laughs> All right. So, um, but to to me, what? Well, here's what I'll say. Um, like looking at it now, the thing that these sort of fairy tales seem to say is they seem to be uh, prescribing certain kinds of lives. They seem to be um, uh, delineating borders of you know what is acceptable and what is not um particular moral lessons particular lessons about who to trust um Mm -hmm. and so i do think you're right on that front but the weird thing is like for me as as a child reading fairy tales and again like yes my fairy tales were the more sort of disney-fied version so this could be part of it um yeah you know for me it was very much about just wish fulfillment and you know, I wanted to be a princess and like, look at these princesses living their beautiful lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the fact that like, and I don't think there's not moral, like there are moral lessons still in, you know, Disney's Cinderella yeah. um, about kindness and passivity and um, various things, <laughs> but it is a different kind of, uh, a different kind of lesson. Mm-hmm. Anyway, like, I don't know. Different kind of lesson in the sense that like, 
different than the the ones think, of, like the Disneyfied ones are aiming for different lessons. Yeah, I think the Disneyfied ones are about um, empowering the reader or viewer to identify with the heroine mm-hmm. and to um, sort of be be like her, but in a way that is like aspirational and dreamy and like go for your dreams like i think it's an empowering thing mm-hmm. um i have a lot of issues with the idea of empowerment but i do think it's supposed meant to be like a positive um a positive identification whereas it seems like in a lot of fairy tales like classically you are it's a warning or it's some mm-hmm. kind of it's more about what not to do than like here are the things you can be and dream of and it's more mm. like you know, don't be rude to strangers and don't follow old ladies to their houses and try to eat their candy houses <laughs> and don't stray off the path and, you know, hang out with wolves, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I guess that's like the difference. Like, I feel like it's much more like in a weird way, like character centric um, mm-hmm. in the sort of contemporary Disney or even not Disney, but like the contemporary sort of fairy tale that we we know right in in the contemporary fairy tale framework of uh disney things or i don't know shrek or whatever it's very much about carry these lessons forward with you like these characters achieve their dreams by like being true to themselves and like being confident and like speaking up for themselves whereas the older morality tales were kind of like the scared straight back before (laughs) they had the scared straight uh stuff so they're just like Look at this woman who lost both her feet in a horrible accident because she didn't listen to her elders. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You said that much better than I did. Um, yeah. That's that's exactly what I'm thinking. But I don't. Did you did you like fairy tales as a kid? Were you into them or? I don't think so. I mean, I never had the kind of I want to be a princess or like identification part of it i mean mm-hmm. i mean i guess the fairy tales i i read in the kid were just like kind of boring <laughs> i mean it's like yeah the three little pigs or the little red riding hood it was just sort of like all right like i guess part of this might be because of the different cultural context like my parents yeah. didn't um tell me about these fairy tales at a young impressionable age so like my first real exposure to them was was in say third grade when my English teacher had, like, rewritten fairy tales on her bookshelf. And I, you know, read about, like, the three little pigs from the wolf's point of view or whatever. Or, like, or, or those, like, funny books about, like, the gingerbread man or mm-hmm. the stinky cheese man, right? That's 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 one of those books. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. I totally there forgot about that. Jeez. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't I, remember anything about what that book covers, but it was just I don't called... either. But I do remember it existing. And I do remember the one that's the three little pigs from the wolf's point of view as well. Yeah, and then, like, I don't know. I mean, it's it's kind of mysterious because we have Jack and the Beanstalk, and Jack and the Beanstalk is kind of like, what was the point of that story? Like, you got some magic be Like, it wasn't like, don't trade your horse away for magic beans because you do get to access the giant's land. And it's like, and I guess it was kind of like, don't steal from giants, except, like, he does get away with it. And it wasn't even like, don't kill giants because... He just kills a giant at the end and everything works out, maybe. Yeah. I mean, this is why I love Into the Woods so much, the musical, Mm -hmm. because it basically just, like, lays bare the fact that these are extremely uh, didactic stories where if you think about them for more than, like, two seconds, it's impossible to know what you're meant to take away from it. Mm -hmm. And so you kind of have to figure it out on your own or, like, you know, use the context of people around you. But, like... I don't know, they, they sort of say at a certain point, like, you know, you decide what's uh-huh. right. You decide what's good. There, um, there's a song. What's what's the song that, like, you, you mentioned where it's, like, no more magic beans, no more? No. Okay, so there's there's also a song um, where this guy's basically just, like, fed up with everything because his life has been... Fucked up. F- yeah, all fucked up because of giants and witches and all this stuff. And so he says, like... No more, you know, no more giants, no more witches, um, and then no more curses you can't undo left by fathers you never knew um, mm-hmm. because he, he is infertile because of his his <laughs> father. His father stole magic beans. Um, right. 
from the witch's garden. And then he ended up with a magic vasectomy. That is... Yep. And camp- his sister was Rapunzel. Mm-hmm. Ended right. up in the witch's tower. Yeah. It's all messed up. It is. It's a great musical, by the way. And the movie is not very uh, good. It's not very accurate to the musical. So just so you know. Okay. Watch the musical. I'm <laughs> just telling that to our, our listeners. Listener. <laughs> so our our fairy tale... Yeah, our, our singular listener. I think... Thank you, Ricky. Shout out. Um, and Molly's dad, Larry. Um, sometimes Becky. <laughs> sometimes Becky. Or whoever, you know, when you when you play this to her on, an, on a boring road trip to Canada. Um, <laughs> God, this is so... This, that got a little real. Um, okay, but, like, what about the function of... I mean, I, like, with a grain of salt that we're, like, ignorant rubes. And there's, like, literally thousands of pages of literature and research on fairy tales. Um, mm-hmm. To what extent are these just, like, convenient oral stories that you could re- recall, like, tell your kid that, like, also have a grain of, like, a kernel of truth? Right? I mean, like, entertainment? Like, just, like, kind yeah. of pure entertainment purpose? I mean, maybe... I don't know about pure entertainment purpose. Like, I do think there is is a didactic quality to fairy tales, mm-hmm. even if the lessons aren't really clear. Uh-huh. Uh, but I think you're right in that these are very memorable. They have sort of these, like, strong, simple elements of, you know, you've got your protagonist, um, you've got your villain, you've got, you know, a few simple, simple things that are just, like, easily recognizable signs, right? You've got, like, mm-hmm. little boy or you've got like maiden, mm-hmm. you've got baby, <laughs> you've got witch, like these stock figures. Yeah. Um, weirdly, you don't have fairy that often. That's right. We we we're talking about fairy tales, but we have also like drifted somewhat far yeah. away from actual actual factual fairies. I mean, and I think maybe there's something to that. Like I think like I'm sure there are, there are fairy tales that have fairies, um, but we've kind of as a society, like I feel like we've we've um put those things on sort of two different tracks now Mm -hmm. um like i feel like seeing fairies in a fairy tale is highly unlikely except for a fairy godmother um Mm -hmm. which is like barely counts like what's a fairy godmother it's just a a good witch yeah just a good witch uh my point being that i think like fairies i think fairies have been adopted in a much more um serious fantasy way like thinking through Mm -hmm. Um, not serious, but like maybe adult, grown up, um, mm-hmm. or conversely, Tinkerbell. Like those are sort of <laughs> okay. the two, the two, the two, the two spectrums. But it is true that you don't see. Um, it's interesting to think of fairies as not really existing in children's literature anymore. They're like too. It's like they're simultaneously. They're almost like too silly. They're too childish for children's yeah. lit. So like. It's they're either to too like, silly or they're too scary. Like, if you do, like, full-on fae fairy, they're really freaky. Yeah. And then if you do, like, Tinkerbell, I mean, Tinkerbell's for babies, especially now that Tinkerbell is not even mean. She's mean uh-huh. in the original Peter Pan. Oh, but, really? Okay. Yeah. She's, like, a huge... Um, she's, <laughs> she's not a very nice to Wendy. Um, but in the original Peter Pan, I mean the movie, by the way. Okay. The original Disney movie. I don't really know the story originally. Mm-hmm. I'm just like trying to go off hook. <laughs> Is that your familiarity with the story of Peter Pan? No, honestly, I mean, Hook, Hook's better than the Peter Pan movie. So. I do not remember any. I feel like I must have seen it just because like everyone has seen like all the Disney movies by via like the Disney Channel, but I don't remember anything from the Peter Pan animated film. Like, well, it's. Uh, really racist. So you're you're kind of okay. Oh, cool! I love <laughs> I love it when that's like the first thing someone tells me about an intellectual property. Ooh, it's kind of super racist. Yeah, um, yeah, it's not good. Um, <laughs> what okay. were we saying? <laughs> but we're talking about like fairy, like how fairies are either too scary or too childish, right? Um, so like they're they're very adult, like they're very much about. And when you say too scary, is it just sort of, are you thinking about, like, the man with the thistle-down hair from um, uh, Doctor Strange and Mr. Norrell, or...? I'm thinking of that. I'm thinking of, um, there's a, another series that, or, like, a couple books, I don't know if it's a series, um, 
that deals with sort of the same kind of fairy people like the fairy world i think about the fact that like because i have to get in my requisite game of thrones mention when george r R. martin was kind of asked like what are the white walkers like he said that they're kind of like a fairy race Mm -hmm. um and they're like super (laughs) creepy um so i think i think fairy have been taken I mean, I don't, I don't want to make like a huge generalization, but I think there is a lot of sort of taking up of fairies as, oh, you know, and there's also fairies in the Dresden Files, mm-hmm. um, where it's like sort of the same thing. Like they're not scary, but they're they're dangerous and seductive. Um, so we're, we're talking- I think in Lost Girl as well, which we talked about last time. Yeah, so so we're talking about like basically like this inscrutable, unknowable race that wants to take your stuff. Yeah. But not in a racist way? Question I, mark. I I Here's Probably the thing. Probably not, like, right? Maybe I not. I think not. I think not necessarily a racist way. I think a fear of others generally way, mm-hmm. fear of the outside world, but like fairy tales emerged within pretty uh you know, I think within context that it was not that fairies stood for um, you know, X race of people mm-hmm. so much as they explained things that went bad. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And so, so it was it was like a people you could blame. Mm-hmm. And I think part of the issue with like fairies is like they they can't exactly blend in, but they have a way of kind of um being very near at hand, right? Yeah, I guess I guess the thing that also like they're not like quote unquote like well they might be but i mean as far as i like from the cuff of the moment they're not like a racist imagining just because of this view of them as like these beautiful hypnotizing outsiders they're almost like um like this sense of like they're arrogant they're better than people and they know it like they they see people as like i mean they're kind of like the the greek gods or something like yeah 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 you know they're um or the or like loki or something yeah they're like inherently superior they don't they think of humanity as like cockroaches or like dumb animals and they just play like things like, yeah play things they love to mess with us play things is good good um yeah so it's not that i don't see yeah i i sort of see there being potential for this racist element or overlay but i don't necessarily think it it like is inherently in there the way mm-hmm. that we might say it is for um like when we talked about zombies or that sort of thing yeah mm-hmm. um, it, it was more i guess like the the you're we're talking more about like a small community fearing outsiders like more generally versus like when we hit like the nation state kind of level just like yeah the people you don't know they might be here to like kid like the beautiful person who just showed up randomly they might be here to kidnap you um right exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't just... you know don't follow strangers into the woods don't um you know if you come across people having a very exciting looking picnic don't <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't dig in don't <laughs> hang out the with most exciting... delicious fruit you've ever had yeah <laughs> right Oh man, yes. Or like, or if someone disappears in the forest, you'll be like, "Oh yeah, the fairies definitely got them, and they <laughs> they did not get eaten by a wolf, um, or they did, but it was a fun wolf. Um, mm. It was a fun wolf." So when we talk about, so what? Um, I guess I can think of a couple things when thinking about like fairies in the modern context. Um, okay. But oh, do you want me to just go? Yeah. Okay, I mean, I think... Did you, unless you had something else you wanted to... Not really. I I, I feel my ignorance, like, very, very clearly here. Um, no, I think, I think we're totally on the money here. Um, and I think the only thing I would add is that I do remember there being um, sort of a period, maybe like when I was in middle school, high school, where there were quite a few books coming out that featured fairies, and they were mm-hmm. sort of like edgy young adult teen books um and i think they were some of the the first ones i encountered i'm sure not the first ones that exist but some of the first ones i encountered that were like um 
walking this line or like trying to sort of move this image of fairy Mm -hmm. into a more adult realm or into a more like frightening realm um as well as like sexier kind of thing rather than um i keep saying tinkerbell but there was also like a movie where these like little girls discovered you know like little little fairies in their gardens thumbelina no not thumbelina but (laughs) basically yeah okay i mean it was just like a movie it was it was based on those uh you know those there were those photographs that were faked of the oh, yeah, little girls that, with the fairies. They made yeah. a movie of that, where they actually did find fairies. <laughs> that was so sh- such a shame because I think like they tricked Sir Arthur Conan Doyle with well, them. Well, Arthur Conan Doyle was an idiot. <laughs> I mean, no, but... Arthur Conan Doyle believed everything. <laughs> okay, yeah. I mean, I still my favorite thing was like that he believed Houdini really could do magic, and that like he was really hurt that Houdini wouldn't like let him in on the secret. Like, Houdini would be like, no, 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 this is how I do it. And he'd be like, come on, Houdini, do you think I'm an idiot? Like, <laughs> I know you can do magic, and it really hurts me that you wouldn't tell me, your friend, how you do it. And Houdini's like, no, but but it's not magic. I know. For someone who created one of the most, like, skeptical characters of all time, like an enduring skeptic, uh-huh. he just fell for anything. <laughs> right. And then, like, I think the girls who, like, made these fairies... So, yeah, these girls basically, like, did these, like, paper cutouts of fairies and, like, posed them in a way and took pictures and claimed that they're real fairies. Um, They look... If you you can find the pictures now, they look, like, fake as hell. Um, But they convinced Sir Arthur Conan Doyle that they're real. And, like, they felt so bad because he, like, just went to bat for them, like, 100%. They felt so bad about it that, like, they they confessed that it was faked only after he died. Like, they were like, we can't break this poor guy's heart. Like, we... Oh, my God. (laughs) Just, like, imagine just, like, being trapped. It was like, it was like, haha, like, look at these people. Like, they think fairies are real. And then, like, this one dude just, like, show me the fairies. Like, I knew fairies were real. And, like, I'm so glad you found the fairies. I'm just, like, transported into this new world knowing that fairies are real. And they're like, ah, fuck. (laughs) <laughs> we can't oh my god that's such a good story humanity is the real fairies um, mm. um yes it's really it's kind of tragic but it's also kind of funny so i because... think they made a heartwarming movie sort of based uh-huh. on those pictures in like the 90s but i don't remember it very well so i like the real story better Let's make a movie <laughs> of that there probably is one cutting cuttingly fairies i just wanted to double check that i have um I have the facts kind of right. But yeah, no, you should look up the pictures because like they're so they're like kind of clearly like fake. Um, anyway, so yeah, they didn't Doyle. have Photoshop back then. They right did pretty they, well for no Photoshop. Can, can you imagine like how much like chaos you could do with like, I don't know, a secret like a I, don't, I mean, it would take a lot. You'd have to have a printer, like a portable electricity, like a copy <laughs> of Photoshop, a computer, like. But you can get to some real chaos. This is definitely a digression, but, like, you know, there was a real belief in the just, like, truth of photographs. I mean, I Mm -hmm. think there still is that, like, but I think we now have a a healthy skepticism because of Photoshop and things like that. Probably not as healthy as it could be. uh, But, like, I really think, like, back in the day, like, if you saw a picture of something, you were like, well, they took a picture of it. Yeah, (laughs) right. Like, no, it had it, to be there. It's really scary because, like, right now we, we kind of have that – sorry, this is a digression, but I, I, I'm, I find it fascinating – is that we have the same kind of attitude towards video. And, like, we're finally mm-hmm. getting to a point where you're able to, like, very, very convincingly – like, right now there's a whole thing about, like, um, using AI to, like, map someone's face onto someone else's face, mm-hmm. which is obviously being used for pornography, but can of also course. be – They yeah. had an episode of Elementary about this. Oh, Really? Yeah. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Elementary is always, you know, keeping abreast of the latest and greatest tech developments. They are. I hope they, they have. They like also a... had an episode about sex robots. Ugh, sex robots. Do they have one about was, Elon it Musk? Was good. Yet? It was good. It basically showed how dumb sex ro- robots are. Yeah, they're not great. I don't think. They've think... not done an Elon Musk episode. All right. To my recollection. I cannot wait. Um, okay. Fairies. Stories about fairies. fairies. Sorry about that. Okay. So do you Elon want to Musk talk is a fairy some... man. Um, sorry, not in a derogatory sense. Oh, sorry, not in a derogatory sense, just in the sense that he came from another universe. Um, please, Elon Musk wishes. Yeah, Elon um, Musk wishes. They could probably get Grimes back. Um, okay, that really dated this episode. Um, uh huh. 
Uh-huh. Do you but, want to talk about Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson's recent breakup as well? Everyone's talking about that for some reason. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, so tell me some things with fairies that you... <laughs> okay, let's let's bring this back. So one of my first, like, exposure to, um, like, real, like, adult fairies was Lords and Ladies by Terry Pratchett, um, in which basically a bunch of fairy, like, basically due to an alignment, a bunch of fairy folk, like, enter a small, like, mountainside town and, like, rapidly take it over just because they're, like, so glamorous and they seem, like, so cool and hip, um... But they're horrible. Like, they're they're actually, like, really deeply scary alien people who, like, like, this, that, who don't care for humanity. And it's up to, like, the three local witches to beat them back, despite the fact that everyone is convinced that they're the greatest thing to happen to them, even while mm-hmm. they're being, like, um, tortured or while their, like, houses are being dismantled. And it is a lot about, like, it, it kind of was this interesting, like, what do you do when you get, like like, this casting of the fairies as, like, people who are there for, like, purely for amusement, right? Like, they they want to be entertained. That is their highest priority. They don't care if they hurt, like, how much damage, how much hurt they inflict mm-hmm. as long as they're having fun. Um, and it was, like, really scary. Like, this was, like, a really spooky um, kind of casting of that. Um, mm-hmm. And ultimately, and, like, it also wrapped in some, like, fun stuff about like, how cold iron repelled them and stuff like that. But, yeah, I, th- I think, like, ultimately it kind of brought in aspects of fairy tales of, like, um, the wish gone wrong and, like, of, like, this fun lifestyle is, like, horrible, like, without, like, if, like, these beings without empathy of, like, being very scary, even if they are, like, super cute or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, super it was really cute. Cool. Yeah, super cute. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was really gripping. I actually, I mean, I love, I love all Her- Terry Pratchett books. I would recommend that one, as always. <laughs> um, well, like I said, I feel like for me, definitely the the enduring thing that I think about is um, Jonathan Strange and Mister Norrell, which we've talked about before mm-hmm. in some context that I don't remember. Um, but in in this book slash miniseries um you do get this fairy man um the the man with the thistle down hair is that what he's called yeah i'm surprised you remember i did not um (laughs) he's just like that spooky fairy dude um (laughs) well it's because um, he gets like really really annoyed when someone calls him the man with the thistle down hair because he's like my hair is amazing how dare you call it (laughs) thistle down um um that's so good uh yeah, and and for me, like that's and really, he is the only fairy that we encounter, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, there maybe there are like a few other things, but I think he's really the only fairy we encounter. But it's a very, um, uh, like basically the first. I mean, this is kind of giving away the beginning, but like the first one of the first things that happens is that someone makes a deal to bring someone back from the dead using fairy magic. Um, and in order to bring this woman back from the dead, the the man who makes this deal bargains away half of her life. So he thinks, okay, she's 20 now. She'll live to be, you know, 40 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that's fine. That's, that's better. Um, but what he actually has done is every night she is in, like, when she goes to sleep, she's in the fairy world. Um and she's like forced to sort of dance in this ball all night long, mm-hmm. um, and so she's just constantly exhausted and sort of being tortured in this in this very specific way. And she can't talk about it because there's magic that precludes her from describing what's happening to her. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really intense. <laughs> it's really intense, and I think what I I find the, the what's really interesting about all these fairy tales is the the lack of empathy. I guess like in this story, like the man with the thistle down hair doesn't quite get like what he's doing to her is bad like he's like we're having fun we're dancing like uh-huh. isn't it so fun we're just like dancing all the time and she's just like I'm well in s- his his relationship with steven and steven yes. is a character who is um a a servant um in in the same household as this woman and he's the son of a, a of a woman who was a slave mm-hmm. um so he he's black and they're the 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 fairy ends up sort of having this relationship with him i guess um 
and like in a lot of ways i feel like the fairy even thinks he's being nice like i think Mm -hmm. he's like look i'm gonna i'm gonna like make you the king and um it's gonna be so fun we're gonna have a great time and we're like best friends (laughs) Uh um and it's just like a complete lack of understanding of the like you know real like mental and physical torture he is putting uh putting these people through Mm -hmm. i don't know i mean i think i think fairies are fascinating to me from that standpoint of like it's kind of the only fiction we have of like what happens when a race that doesn't need to eat or sleep like comes into contact with like people who do like Mm -hmm. um who like Mm -hmm. can just like only exist to like fill their days with entertainment and like come in contact with people who like kind of need jobs (laughs) (laughs) like i don't know uh no i think i think that's what's and yeah and this is sort of like the overwhelming idea right is like you come into contact with the fairy like there is some pleasure from it at first or there's some sort of um you get something out of it to begin with but mm-hmm. then you just start draining away like i feel like that's really my image that i have in my head yeah like, yeah like yeah, that's your right. life is just being drained away in some some real very real way i think of um i think you mentioned it earlier maybe uh the the goblin market um christina mm-hmm. rossetti poem mm-hmm. where um, these two sisters come across this like gob. I mean, it's goblins, but it's it's fairies. It's the same. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah. But they come across these uh, goblins being like, "Come eat our fruit." It's a very sexual poem. Uh, yeah, like, it's they're, they're sisters, but like it's a very sexual poem. Yeah. Um, and then one of the Are sisters they? does, and the other one doesn't, and the one who does starts wasting away because she can't. Like, nothing nourishes her after she's had the goblin fruit. Uh Um, And I think what ends up happening is that the other sister ends up finding the goblins again. And she gets, like, she won't eat the food, but they start smashing the food against her mouth. Uh And then she, like, kisses her sister, who, like, eats the the goblin food off of her. um, And that, like, heals her. But it's, it's a really interesting poem. Yeah, I, uh, I, but yeah, this like image of wasting away seems really inherent to kind of what what the fairy is doing. Yeah, I mean, thanks for thanks for bringing that up because you're right. Like that that is kind of like um, in the goblin market, it is like nothing tastes as good as the goblin fruit. So she's just mm-hmm. like everything's gray. She's just like dying or like dying of like ennui or something. Like she just like can't mm-hmm. like apathy, can't care anymore. Um, and that's something like I think I feel like I've seen in other fairy stories of like mm-hmm. the, the the fairies like sort of overload you with like pleasures and delights and like and then you just like fade away like you just like your human frame cannot handle that level of stimulation, um, which is just wild. Like this is like a really weird framework for an entire like system of folk. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like it kind of I, I've seen this sort of even backfire at a fictional level because I was reading um, there's a young adult book called by Melinda Lowe called Ash. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has a sort of sequel, um, which is called Huntress, which I really liked Huntress. Um, uh-huh. Ash, I liked less. And part of the reason I liked it less was because it made its um it's sort of fairy character and the sort of fairy world so interesting and so intriguing and like really like, I mean, it was very seductive for me as a reader. Um, uh-huh. And like, I guess, spoiler, like the, the main character ends up not choosing that. Um, uh-huh. And she actually f- falls in love with another woman. And it's, I mean, it's nice. It's like cute, like lesbian romance, but, um, right. but like the, <laughs> the, 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 the male fairy and the sort of like fairy, seduction is so um powerful that as a reader i was like like i in my head i want the lesbian romance but in my heart i want more of this fairy guy he's so interesting um Uh which made me feel kind of bad um oh the the classic uh oh my god we haven't even talked about labyrinth the classic like oh i wish yeah i guess is the goblin king yeah okay goblin king goblins and fairies like she's like what is she like? I wish I'll never see my brother again, or something, or yeah, something like that. Um, I don't remember exactly, but she wishes away her her little brother. Yeah, and um, then um, Daniel Orper got really mad that she didn't choose to be like 
the Goblin King's Bride or something at the end? Well, that's ridiculous. <laughs> She's like 15 years old. Right, right, right. The the, the massive and troubling age difference aside. Um, <laughs> so you're saying that Ash had this issue where, like, you're like, actually, you're right. The human world is stupid. Like, <laughs> Kind of. That was kind of how I came away from it, which I, yeah. And then it's interesting because in Huntress, we actually see a lot more of the fairy world and it ends up being actually less seductive and interesting so maybe in a way like because there was not so much of it i was able to feel that way whereas when we mm-hmm. get a lot more of it in that second book um i'm like oh, okay whatever it's like a world and stuff happens Meh. right bad bad things they still have to deal with like jobs i mean it's still yeah i mean there's still like infrastructure and i mean actually i, I think infrastructure is interesting but <laughs> um but you know right, it, but like... was, it just wasn't as like strange and intriguing in the same way mm-hmm. huntress was better than ash they're both good <laughs> um it was that literary it can backfire if oh yeah um... yeah yeah so like this yeah in a way like i think it's hard to maybe hit that note of showing kind of the seductive side of these uh of these creatures while still rooting against them mm-hmm. um you know i mean like i i think this is a problem that um vampires have right except like now we root for vampires that's just what's happened like Mm -hmm. vampires are seductive and cool and sexy and so we root for them even when they're killing people because like our heroine loves them or whatever Mm -hmm. you're like who isn't killing people really (laughs) um and so like with with fairies you know like i i think the casting of the guy in the miniseries for the the man with the thistle down hair is uh-huh. like very good because you get sort of his appeal, but he's mm-hmm. not like attractive, and he does have this sort of eerie eeriness to him. Yeah. Um. So you're never rooting for him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he you you kind of get it, but you also like get it. Like you you're like I kind of get it, but also he's like powerfully radiates like bad news. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> um, which I mean, again, like. I think there are there are benefits to the other way where you do sort of fall into the seductive trap, but um, mm. definitely in that one, it's very important that you're rooting for your protagonists and mm-hmm. um, you Steven. know not rooting for the dude who's like enslaving people into his like fairy dances. Fairy dance, yeah. No, I mean, I think I think your your talk about like making sure the because like I think ultimately a lot of these stories about like fairy world versus the real world. Um, positions the real world as like well I'm like unsurprisingly it's like the real world is better like you have to face your you have to face reality you have to like grow up you have to like mm-hmm. put aside this like idea that you could just like dance and like eat fruit off trees forever um this just reminds me of this funny um there's a video game called final fantasy tactics advance where basically at the opening of the game there's a small uh there's this kid who's like handicapped and his mother is dead and like he reads a magical You mean he's like he's disabled? Yeah, he's disabled. Okay. Um he's disabled um and his mother is dead. Um and he reads a magical book and him and all his friends enter like this magical realm and he like he's the he's like the prince and his father's like really cool and not a deadbeat and his mother is alive again and he's not disabled. Um and and like at the end of the game, you as the main character, you're like, no, like we're going back to the real world. Your brother, oh, also his brother is alive, um, as well. Um, but he's like, but you're like, no, you're going back to the real world where your brother and your mother's dead and your father doesn't have a job, um, because like that's what you got to do. And it's kind of like, that's kind of harsh, dude. <laughs> like, like I don't know. Like, I don't. I'm not sure about this. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure where the calculus comes out on for this, but anyways. Yeah, that's odd. Um, all right, do we have any concluding thoughts? Um, concluding thoughts. Um, Don't make a deal with a fairy. Don't do it. Yeah. Um, oh, I just had a girl tell me the other day that uh, um, fairies try to... Um, fairies won't hurt you unless they come but if they come into your house they'll wreak havoc and they will hurt you so you have to build little houses for them so that they can live in them out in your yard 
and they have to be like made of all natural elements and stuff. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Seems like a lot of work. Apparently this girl, she was terrified of fairies coming into her house and wrecking her life. Who, who, like, if it's not too much, like, where did you meet this girl? Like, it's someone in my program. Oh, so. Just like when she was little, when she was little. Not oh, like, I see. Not like this year. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, that's fair. Like, I mean, it, it is like the idea of like little fairies that like can enter freely your house and just like decide to start fucking shit up. Like the, like the gnomes, the cobbler's gnomes, right? I forget what happened when he stopped putting out milk for the little gnomes to like make his shoes. Probably, that's I don't something, remember. Probably something horrible. Like they probably like skinned the child or something. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they're fairies. What you... Um. Okay. Uh. Do you do you still remember Deathless by Catherine Valenti? I do. Yeah. Um, it's only like it had a sort mile. of those little house spirits, right? Are they yeah. fairies? I don't. I don't think they were fairies because they were like deeply rooted. Well, they were like fae folk, I guess. Like they're deeply mm-hmm. rooted in like Russian myth or like Eastern European myth mythology. Yeah. So I'm not even sure if that's accurate. Yeah, um, but I think it's in the same realm, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I also wanted to bring up um, the movie Maleficent. Oh, Because yeah. I just think it's an interesting... Um, so in, in Sleeping Beauty, we get the original Sleeping Beauty animated film, right? We get these sort of like three very fairy godmothery fairies. They're sort of plump and smaller and round and um, mm-hmm. flitter around. And then you get Maleficent, who's like tall and skinny and full-sized weird and like they don't even seem like they're the same species Mm -hmm. yeah um so the movie maleficent maleficent i think is like sort of an interesting attempt to i mean it's doing a lot of things i liked it a lot actually but i think it um it kind of reconciles those that that in a way to sort of envision how um how maleficent is a fairy how she how she like there there aren't really good and bad fairies but rather, like, there are fairies and they do different things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just kind of wanted to bring that up because I think that's interesting because it is Disney sort of, like, revisiting its um, its canon and, you know, working working kind of a new spin on, on this idea of, you know, fairies and the fairy godmother and the evil fairy that they helped popularize. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, it would be interesting to see that, see see if they ever come back to it again, just kind of... I mean, just kind of, like, what they would do with it. Because they, they are very much, like, the grandparents of the modern concept of the fairy godmother. Like, the one from Sleepy Beauty. Like, told from the point of the witch who made the poison apple. You know? That was Maleficent. No, that wasn't. Yeah, that, yeah, that Sleepy Beauty. You're talking about S- Snow White. Snow, Snow White, White. Was just, she was just a mean stepmother. Okay. Who she... did magic, I guess. Okay, so. I should not... even know she did magic. She had a poison apple. She had a magic mirror. That's right, yes. Magic mirror, poison apple. Probably, maybe she didn't have normal magic? Uh, yeah, I don't know. We did have Snow like, White and the Huntsman. Yeah, I think in, like, modern adaptation she does, but I don't know if in the original. The original? I don't know if the Disney, <laughs> call it Disney the original. Um, okay, let's okay. wrap up. What have you been doing lately? So, um, recently I have been watching the Netflix uh, adaptation, loose loose adaptation of the Haunting of Hill House, um, which where has... instead of being lesbians, Theo and Eleanor are sisters. They are sisters, but Theo is a lesbian. Um, okay, so that's like, I mean, there's like not zero okay. lesbians. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think it is actually like it's not as bad. As I expected it to be. It's not... I think, like, um... I still think it would be a lot better if they didn't really hang it on the Hill House frame. Like, there's mm-hmm. a lot of kind of, like, really, like, kind of two obvious nods. Like, there, there is, like, a... One of the siblings is called Shirley. Um, <laughs> and actually, the thing is... The, the funny thing is, like, the, the actor they got to... They cast for her looks a lot like Shirley Jackson. It's, like, kind of uncanny. Um... But, like, the scares are not, like, so far there's, like, uh, the scares are, like, kind of pedestrian. Like, I'm not surprised when, like, a shape appears in front of a dark hallway or something. But the family drama is really tense, and I'm looking forward to see, like, where it goes. So it's actually, it's, like, not that bad. Um, I mean, I actually do keep hearing from people that it's good. 
like many people mm-hmm. so I, I think like a big part is like you kind of have to i have to yeah. let go of i just here's the thing i thought they were adapting the haunted I know. house i know and, and I so think... when i saw that they i was like oh my god i got so excited and then it wasn't that and i have to like reframe my whole experience however i do know that their adaptation of uh we've always lived in the castle is actually we have always lived in the castle so okay that's good at least there's that it's it's not like some other random projection. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think yeah. I mean, it's really good. I think like you do have to like swallow your disappointment that they have not adapted the actual book, The Haunting of Hill House. Yeah. Um, which is only disappointing because there's never been a good adaptation of it. There've been a lot of extremely loose adaptations. <laughs> yeah. Which is like, um, come on, you cowards. I mean, maybe it's hard to adapt. I don't know. Yeah, all right. Uh, all right. Um, I just finished my Game of Thrones rewatch, and that is kind of where I'm at. Um, oh, I've also, <laughs> I've also been watching this um, like Korean. Uh, uh, I don't want to call it like a drama because it's not. Uh, it's well, it kind of is. It's very weird. It's tonally very inconsistent. Called Strong Girl Bong Soon. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, about a girl who a like. You know, I don't know. She's probably in her twenties, like mid twenties. Who's like super strong, like okay. she's super super strong, like superhero um, strong. Yes. Okay. Like she can punch somebody and they like fly into space. <laughs> okay. Uh, and but otherwise she's like a normal girl. And there's there's something like very uh delightful about because one of the plots and this is like the part that i like well there are a few things i don't like very much but uh-huh. one of the things i don't like is like there's like a serial kidnapper going around uh-huh. um and it's actually very creepy it feels like an episode of criminal minds Ooh. um but there is something like really satisfying about having this main character who you just know like is indestructible yeah like she's not you know people can confront her and you're just like she's not you know she walks around alone at night and i'm just like i'm not worried about her at all uh-huh. like It'd be like if Jessica Jones didn't have all that shit happen and, like, <laughs> kill, 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 Killgrave didn't exist. Uh-huh. Um, like, you know, just, like, a, somebody who's strong and she just, like, whatever. Exists. That's that's such she a compelling... She just exists being strong. And, like, there is something very... I don't know. And I don't, I don't know. I don't think it's very good, to be honest, as a show. It's uh-huh. just so weird and, like all over the place and it makes a lot of bad jokes um but i do think she's great she's really really great um Uh and just kind of getting that that story is um there's something a little cathartic about it that's fair i mean it sounds really like cathartic oh yeah i also i'm just like apparently binging all the netflix shows i also watched maniac um you talked about that last time oh i did okay great um yeah because I didn't know what it was about, so you told me. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I think I think that's it for me. Really, just Game of Thrones rewatch was taking up a lot of. That's... Oh, I did watch the first two episodes of The Dragon Prince. Is it good? Uh... <laughs> it's not bad. I'm kind of like waiting to see if it'll. The problem is at this point, like my favorite character is definitely gonna die because I think the entire series is premised on him dying. Oh, jeez. He's like the king. And I'm like, oh. I think the king's going to die. It's not called the Dragon King. Um, so, eh. That's kind of um, a bummer. Yeah. It's just like the, the little kids, I'm just kind of, eh. <laughs> there are a lot of weird accents. I don't know. I'm just okay. not feeling it. Um, that's a shame. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's where, where I'm at. All right. Shall we wrap up? Let's wrap up. Okay, so as usual, uh, follow us on Twitter at StoryGutsCast, um, or better yet, at our individual Twitters. Mine is at the Molly Jean. That's the M O L L Y J E A N N E. I'm Alice Lai at um, Alonculus, A L O N K U L O U S. And you can also email, email us at StoryGutsCast at Gmail. Um, please feel free to email us with suggestions for topics. 
I think we'll try to do at least one more spooky one before. Yeah. I don't know how spooky this was, but <laughs> we'll try to do another semi-Halloween themed one for mm. the month. Um, we'll do murder puzzles. Murder puzzles. I don't okay. know what a murder puzzle is. It's like jigsaw or something. You mean like in Saw? Yeah. I didn't see that. I'm sure um, it's a common trope, though. I, I know what the thing is, though. Um, okay, I, that's it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Um, rate and subscribe. God, you always sound so unconvinced when I you just get like. This. I always feel like I'm on YouTube, and I'm like, wait, is that the right thing? Uh-huh. Rate, and subs- um, rate, rate and subscribe on iTunes. Um, it helps with the rankings, apparently. Yeah. But we're not in we're... here to get money, though. <laughs> what? Yeah. Are we? Just the, are we? Even the concept that we would be. Okay. I was um, like, is Molly, Molly, you were like, wait a minute. You're not taking this seriously? Um, okay. So thank you for listening and have a great couple of weeks. And we will talk to you uh, next time. Next time in two weeks. Sorry about the late episode. We had technical difficulties, but we'll see you right before Halloween. Woo. All, All right. right. I'm Molly Curran. And I'm Alice Lai. And stay hungry. Wow.